Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm your host, Sean T. If you've never listened to this podcast before, this podcast is about a lot of things. But most importantly, I try to find ways for you to trust and believe in who you are. Trust and believe in your heart. Trust and believe in yourself. Trust and believe in your family. Trust and believe in your relationships. Trust and believe in your fitness and your weight loss journey. And trust and believe in things that you've never learn before, which means trusting and believing in your ability to get uncomfortable, which I believe is one of the most important things in life for you to constantly learn. You all heard the the old adage, you learn something new every day, but I only believe that you will learn something new every day if you actually open your mind up to realizing that there are so many things out there for you to actually learn about. So today we're going to do that. And as we do that, I hope that you find peace, love and motivation in your heart to continue to just be kind to people. Because today I'm going to be speaking about something from the heart. I'm not going to have any articles or studies or facts to back it up because this is something that I've been really struggling with lately and not necessarily knowing how to articulate it. So if some of what I say doesn't make sense to you or I'm not making a lot of sense, just know that the reason why it's probably not making sense is because my brain, my heart, my mind is in turmoil. So sit back relax and get ready to trust and believe this is sean t and it's time to trust and believe receiving what's happening and then what happens after I receive it, what it does to my mind, my body, my spirit, and then how I respond or what some people say react 
to what's happening. The first thing I want to talk about and give to you, and I say give to you is because I am giving from my heart, is the fact that I'm just exhausted. I'm exhausted with the news. I'm exhausted with the articles. I'm exhausted with the fighting. I'm exhausted with the conversations that happen at the dinner table. I'm exhausted trying to figure out which friends that I thought you know, were like-minded than me are not actually, I don't want to say voting the same way I'm voting, but they don't express socially the way that I thought they expressed. And what I started going, what I started doing was going down this road of making everyone else's decisions about me. And I think that's what we are all kind of doing, if not doing a lot when it comes to our exhaustive state in this divisive climate is instead of saying, well, this person grew up in a completely different location in a completely different household with completely different teachings, a completely different religion, maybe different experiences from being bullied or not maybe being gay, maybe being teased because you did grow up wealthy. We all come from such different places in society. And what's happening now with the divisiveness in the country is that we are now allowing leaders and other people to separate us even more. Or I'm going to use the word segregate us. Years ago, and I use Martin Luther King as as the prime example, one of the one of if not the most prominent figure in civil rights and the most important thing i want to say in that word is uh, in that and that phrase is civil like being civil to people civil rights is trying to eliminate racism eliminate the divide of race mostly i believe culture was very important in in that message that he gave and We are now in 2020, and not only are we racially divided, but we are socially divided. We're divided by guns. We're divided by abortion. We're divided by your neighbor. You're you're divided by the line of the your property line because this person thinks different than you. Y'all could have been having barbecues and cookouts you know, six years ago and like, okay, cool. Like you're one party. I'm another party. You think this way. I think this way, but we're neighbors. And so we're going to still, you know, kick it at the block party together. And now do you know how many people I've spoken to that don't even want to talk to their parents that don't even want to talk to their neighbors that are fighting with one another People in the church, people who believe in God that says Jesus Christ is your personal savior and all sins are alike, are in a place of divide. And I believe that we are allowing leaders, and I am going to say this, two different colors, meaning a red and a blue, divide us as people, divide our human respect divide the fact that being civil to one another just like we're dividing the word civil it's like you got the cis and the voles right it's like how is that even possible how is it possible that we've gotten to a place where everyone is so exhausted 
that fighting is actually comfortable. And again, I don't care who you're voting for at this moment. This does not mean anything to me. What matters most to me is, are you, and here's the challenge, are you going to do the best that you can do to repair the anger, the pain that you're having with your friends, your family, your spouse, your neighbor? Let's take, let's take Kellyanne Conway. I don't know what you think about Kellyanne Conway. I don't care. What I know of Kellyanne Conway is when she goes on, you know, any news station, she is, she says what she has to say. She deflects very, very well. She knows how to not answer questions, but she gets her point across and she doesn't care who she's talking to. She's going to get her point across. She obviously worked in the White House. I think at this point it's after August uh, 30th. So I think she left the White House. But then on TikTok, I came across Kellyanne Conway's daughter. Um, if you don't know her daughter, cool. I'm not going to say her name because she's under 18. But she completely thought differently than her mother. And then you have Kellyanne Conway's husband, who is not for Trump, right? That's, I, I don't want to say the names, but I'm going to say the names. And what they did, I thought, while a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they judged them for whatever side they're on. One of the things that they did as a family is they agreed to, she agreed to leave the White House. The daughter agreed to get off social media. And the husband, the same, decided to take a break from the politics and the, and the spotlight because they realized that their family needed to come together. And we aren't allowing ourselves as people to do that. We are not allowing ourselves to do that. What we're allowing ourselves to do is we're allowing ourselves to be led by a a very small amount of people's viewpoints in life. Let's take friends. You don't agree with every single thing your best friend loves, but she's still your best friend or he's still your best friend. What's happening The difference is your best friend, you get to hang out with your best friend. You get to love your best friend. You get to buy them presents. They get to buy you presents. You get to confide in them. They get to confide in you. You have a very connected interpersonal relationship with your best friend where now we're looking at people who we don't even know and we are letting them guide our relationship we have with our spouse. I had a lovely woman that I spoke to just yesterday to said, my sister loves me. She loves my family. She she is accepting of the fact that I'm a lesbian. Uh, she's She accepts my wife. Uh, she accepts my lifestyle. But because of the way her sister thinks, she doesn't know if she can, you know, talk to her anymore or because who she supports uh, in the political space. And while I know that can be very difficult and I'm not throwing that under the bus in no way, shape or form, because how someone thinks and what they do, you're kind of like, what? Like you can really do that. But I challenge you to say, okay, so how is the person treating you? How genuine? One of the questions I ask this person is how genuine is the conversations and love and support that you're actually getting from your sister? Was well, great. I feel great. She loves this. She loves me. She loves my spouse. She loves this. I said, okay. So now we have this amazing relationship with someone who you absolutely love. And 
because they're letting themselves be guided by, you know, a few people, you're going to rip your relationship apart. I'm not saying it's not easy. I'm not saying it's not very frustrating because it is. Because full disclosure, I know there are people who I believe love me as a human. They love my family. They love my kids. They treat my kids like, you know, nephews. And I know that they think the complete opposite of me politically. And I contemplated going down that road to having a conversation with them to be like, why? Only because I know that there are things that, you know, a specific party has done to LGBTQ people and you're like and try to eliminate some of, you know, their rights or whatever. For me, it comes down to how are you treating me? And to eliminate the civil divide that we're supposed to have with every human, I need to focus on how are you treating me and is it genuine? If you're using me for any reason, okay, then you can't be a part of my life. If you absolutely love me and you're letting this let you be divisive amongst other people, that's on you. The other thing is when we come, when it comes to these like colors, like red and blue, right? Most of the time, and a lot of people I speak to are about policies. They might be about, um, they might be socially liberal or socially conservative, but they're financially liberal or financially conservative. At the end of the day, and this is full disclosure, we vote for the person or people that's going to make our lives more comfortable. That's going to help us thrive. Some people thrive in social Right. It's like I want to be able to go somewhere with my husband and my kids and not be in a, in a place where they try to eliminate gay rights. Someone else might be like, well, I make over five hundred thousand dollars a year and I don't want my taxes being lowered. So I want to vote for the people that's not going to lower my taxes and I'm going to get more of a tax break now. If I ask that person, why are you voting the way you're voting or why do you support the people you support? And their thing is specifically tax tax reasons, but they love me. They love my family. I kind of have to be like, it's your right to vote, because one of the things I'm not trying to do, even with my headcount.org site, headcount.org slash on T, if you want to vote, not with me, like as in who I'm voting for, but sign up to vote. But One of the things I'm not going to do is try to change your mind for what matters most to you. Some people are like, you know, I have to be a voice. I have to speak out. And I'm like, I think that every single day, me personally, I think the way that I live my life helps people understand I'm a genuine, loving person as best I can. Not perfect. um, That still gets mad. That still gets pissed off (laughs) or whatever. That still cuss a motherfucker out. They get on my nerves. But in my imperfect moments that I wake up genuinely. Gen- generally, I wake up every single day wanting people to succeed as a fitness motivator or I don't even like the word motivation anymore, to be quite honest with you, as a fitness pusher, if you will. Fitness lover. I don't know. So. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One of the things we need to try to do is to find out why. If it bothers you that much, oh, so why are you voting that way? Now, if I went to someone and I said, oh, why are you voting that way? You know, and they said, well, I just don't believe that people should have gay rights then I know you don't support me. And I definitely, I mean, I'm going to ask why I'm, I'll probably get involved in that if I have an interpersonal relationship with them. But if I realize that they don't like me for who I am, I treat them like anyone else that doesn't like me for who I am. I'm not going to hate you, but I don't need to be around you. And that's totally fine. You know, because the thing is, we're not all going to agree. Who am I voting for? I think that that is one of the questions that I get a lot. And the reality is, One, it ain't none of your business. And two, it's not who I'm voting for. It's what I'm voting for. What am I voting for? In this particular election, I'm voting for the people who's going to try to bring a minimum, who's going to try to lower the pain of the country. This past weekend, I saw a post and the post was of two white police officers aiming a gun toward a black man. And on the other side, there was a younger white man that was actually holding a gun. So the black guy was like walking away. The officers were facing, pointing the guns at his back. The white gentleman had a like, I think it was a semi-automatic or it looked like an AK-47, I'm not sure. The cops weren't pointing at him. They were pointing at the black man that was walking away. Now, a lot of people look at that post and they're like, see, like Black Lives Matter. And while I definitely agree, I look at that photo and I see pain. I literally saw so much pain. I said, can you imagine how, I don't know, I'm just saying the pain. I'm talking about the pain. I'm not talking about justification. How scared the black guy must be just for whatever it was that was going on and he's walking the other way. The fear that was going on with him. The fear for some reason that was going on with the cops as to why they needed to point the gun. The fear could have come from their fear of what he was going to do, their fear of how they grew up and how their household and how they were taught black people are. And so you have to watch out for them, whatever the fear was. And then the younger white gentleman that's holding a gun that I believe went and shot some people like the, the fear and pain that was going on in his mind. All of these people in this picture are experiencing pain. I am not saying, and I need y'all to be very clear, I'm not saying that the cops are right and whatever. I'm not saying that. I want you to try and look at the pain of people. Me, I'm like, how do we eliminate the pain of this photo? Well, let's start with the white guy that was holding a gun. Obviously, there are, he grew up in a way where he has so much anger in his life and he didn't have it dealt with. Maybe it was his parents. Maybe it was the way he was raised. Maybe it was mental health. I don't know. The mental health could have been within all. Everybody in this picture could have been having some mental health issues. And we don't know. We got two cops with a gun, a guy with a gun and a black man that's walking somewhere. Right. With the cops. You know, again, the pain could be how they were raised. The pain could be their fear of black people, what they're taught, who they're around. With the black guy, the fear could be just the fact that he's black, which is a lot of the pain or how he grew up. For me, it's like, how do we eliminate the pain? 
And there was another post that I saw months ago when when the Black Lives Matter uh, protest got really big because of George Floyd's death. I saw a line of police officers and a line of protesters. And one of the protesters stood up and one of the police officers stood up and they hugged each other. While the protesters probably thought the police were on the opposite side of them and the police thought the protesters were on the opposite side of them. What I can promise you is those two people that hugged each other. If we, if I would have said, okay, you guys hugged each other, I'm going to, I'm going to send you guys on a two day trip where you're going to talk. You're going to have, you know, you're going to like hang out. You're going to get to know each other. They would have left that trip having a different respect for one another and what their fear is and what their, why they are where they are on their journey. And that's what I believe that needs to happen. We need to find a way to come together. I want y'all to know, especially for people out there who are like pro-Black Lives Matter, as a black man, I'm in no way saying that, you know, we should like hug the people that hate us. But I am saying if you're a religious person, a lot of religious people out there, you know, first thing is kind of humorous. God don't like ugly. Right. So let's eliminate the ugliness in us. Like, let's eliminate the ugliness in us and let's figure out a way for people that, you know, because you're not going to change. You personally are not going to change many people's lives that live in another state that's never seen you before. Yeah, you can put up a post explaining something It might click in someone's head. And I know that's great. And that kind of thing. That's how viruses are spread, right? They get a click and they share and then they get a click and they share in virus world it's germs. But at the end of the day, I challenge you, if you really feel strongly about something, have one-on-one conversations with people. How do we try to hug more? How do we try to understand more? I think it's really important that we try to do that. And then I want to make reference to this. So this past weekend, I posted on social media that picture of the where I talked about the people, all these people in pain. I didn't say anybody was right. I didn't say anyone was wrong. I posted this photo and I got two messages from people that were one person was like, were you talking to me when you did your your Instagram story today? And I was like, I wasn't thinking about anybody but America. People are so divisive right now and so in their feelings and not leading with their heart that me, I have 1.1 million followers on Instagram and 1.8 million followers on Facebook that I put up a post and someone thought I was talking to them directly. I want you to process that for a second. Of the two million-ish plus people that I have that follow my pages, this one person is like, I feel like you were talking to me. And I need to be very clear. If I need, if I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you. And I had a, a, a text exchange with this person and I was like, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to America. And what I said was, if we don't start taking care of each other, we're going to be really fucked up. If we don't start taking care of each other, we're going to be fucked up. I ain't say anything about political. I ain't say about Donald Trump. I ain't say anything about Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Pence, Democrat, Republican, the Lincoln Project. I ain't say shit about nothing but the fact 
the truth of the matter is, if we keep going in the direction we're going in, in terms of how we're treating each other in the world, we are going to be a fucked up society, period. We're going to be fighting. We're not going to be a place where people want to hold the door for people because I ain't going to hold that per- I ain't going to hold the door for that person because they're wearing a mask. I ain't going to hold that person for that door because they're not wearing a mask. Like it's so crazy to me. And I know I've talked about the mask before, but I'm past the mask. At this point, I'm for people. I'm for humans. Like, like, let's try to find a way to come together. And then I had another message where someone said, you know, I used to follow you, but some of your most recent posts have been whatever, whatever. And I'm like, really? I'm like, really? Someone said they used to follow me for fitness and, and motivation advice. But I need to say this, and I, and I spoke to this person too, but, and if you're watching this, I'm using you as an example. So yes, I am talking to you in a loving way because we kind of squashed that in the text. But listen, I'm more than a person that knows how to do exercise and I'm more than a person that just really, I mean, I speak from the heart all the time, but I speak from the heart more than just in motivation. I am a human. I am a married man. I'm a black man that grew up gay, that's married to a white man with kids via surrogacy that walks out of my house every single day with a little bit of fear that wakes my children up every single day making sure that I'm going to be able to teach them the ways of the world and try to diminish pain in their lives and to be really good people so the point is I'm more than the person on the fitness DVD or the fitness platform you're streaming on my name is Sean I am a human. I care most about the human experience. I care less about the fact that you're Democrat or Republican or you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask. I care more about how you are treating people, how you're treating me, how you're treating my family. I say that to say this and I'll close this out. If you are in a divisive state with someone you have an interpersonal relationship, you need to do what that officer and that protester did. You need to hug for a minute without speaking a word. We need to get back to feeling people. We need to get back to feeling what it's like to feel human so that we can thrive again in our society and in our lives. And you need to stop being rude and mean in people's posts. If you don't like their position and they're not being an asshole and they just say, hey, I'm voting for Donald Trump or hey, I'm voting for Joe Biden. I hate when I see the emoji of people just putting like three emojis with a person's throwing up green slime. Like who the fuck are you to try to change that person's mind in such a rude way? Instead of sending them a message saying, Hey, I would like to know, you know, what you're thinking, why you're thinking that way. Please help me understand instead of just being rude, because you know what that's going to do? That's going to cause other people to be rude. That's going to cause more pain. It's going to cause more divisiveness and it's going to cause more fights. And I need you all out there to do me this. The way that you push play and you dig deep in your workouts, you need to dig deep and caring about humans and trying to come together as a people because that will make us trust and believe in each other. Thank you for listening. Please check the show notes for the video of the officer and the protester hugging as well. I think it's really important that we get to that. I think it's really important that we get to that.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.